This week on Wellness and Wonder, Francesca and I will be speaking with Ellie G all about emotional well-being. Please come and join the conversation on Spotify, Amazon or YouTube, Wellness and Wonder. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness and Wonder. I'm Paris. Hello Paris, I'm Francesca D'Amico and we are hosting this amazing girl called Ellie. Ciao Ellie. Ciao, Francesca. Hi, Paris. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Ellie or Eleanor. Um, I'm a chef and uh, just general sort of holistic guide to anyone that wants to sort of become a little bit more connected with the natural world. Um, and yeah, I'm so I'm so pleased to be here with you two lovely ladies today. <laughs> well, we're so happy to be here, aren't we? Yes. And we are going to explore the world of emotions together. So now at the beginning, we were going to tell what is for us this world of emotions. And then, of course, we're going to go through a debate, which is about emotional well-being. Um, so we are made of emotions. Emotions are everything. And working uh, in our body means that uh, everything that is working within us comes from our emotions. If we think about the etymology of emotions, emotions it means movement excite something that is moving within us so this can only let us understand the importance of emotions it is a form of a natural kind that uh, help us making decisions on our daily life and uh, being primary in our world also make us understand the importance of our emotional intelligence because that's what makes us differently. And that is what is allow us to be not, to be not manipulated by algorithms, algorithms. So it is important to really explore our emotional world and to, to, to follow our emotions because if they're real, if they're good emotions, they can give us the thrive to really go beyond everything. <laughs> It's absolutely amazing. You're so right when you say that. It's it's something that I think now, today, you know, life has become so complex. You know, you look at our ancestors over the years in the past and what well-being was then is definitely doesn't mean the same thing now. You know, of course, I think we've gone through throughout from ancient history to our, our, our personal ancestry into now, you know, of course, there's such a deep science into the ancient history, whether you look at the Egyptians, the Romans, the Grecians, the Persians, they have a certain level of, you know, historic well-being. And then, of course, things became simplified throughout history. So we look at our grandparents. They didn't have these electronic devices. They didn't have all of this stuff to throw off this consciousness. But at the same time, so true. we now have this ability to... Yes gain more consciousness than ever we've got this little world in our palms but yet it's the be- better of two evils and you know here we are understanding how we we scrambling for this well-being so particularly with yourself Ellie how is this something you've gone through what you do as a chef and taking that bit holistically how do how have you done that how you know tell us about you how you know you've got yes, to where you are okay so I mean, I guess um, we all have a sort of certain quest. We always wonder like what we're doing here, what on earth is this huge sky that we have above us? Um, What exactly is this sort of consciousness in which we all inhibit? Um, Where are these sorts of feelings that we come from? Uh, What what is the sort of questions that we have about life? And um, 
one of the things that I started doing about 10 years ago is I started to become very much connected with food. Um, I started to really tap into my body. Um, I had a sort of, I guess, a sort of stint of having an autoimmune deficiency. And I had to really sort of do some deep soul work to figure out where, um, why my body was sort of acting in the way that it was. And, you know, was I really taking care of myself? And through the world of food, I managed to heal myself from the inside out. Um, and it was, it was just the most sort of powerful thing. And, and I, I think it's sort of, when the doors open, you just want everyone else to sort of come in with you and want to say, okay, please, please enter this world with me. Uh, please let's sort of heal together. Um, because you were going through this process, Sally, consciously. So you were, you were, because you have the knowledge of food, you knew what you were putting in your body. And so this made the difference. Yes, exactly. And we were listening, I was listening to the podcast that you guys had before, just about obviously processed foods and, and what this is doing. And, you know, I was sort of just trying to eat quickly and, uh, you know, gluttonous and I loved it, but I didn't really realize that when you're not eating food that's from the, from the earth, um, it can really sort of damage, uh, damage your body, damage your nervous system and uh, make you sort of disattached from yourself. And, um, as you grow through time and as you, as you age, you realize that sometimes, um, this disattachment can make you feel very alienated from your own emotion. Um, so essentially what I've been trying to do in the last three or four years is um, really encourage people to go outside into the natural world, learn a little bit more about, uh, about what's happening up there. Um, and Paris, as you mentioned, with their ancestors and everything like this, often if you were in ancient cultures, if you were considered sort of a priest or a priestess, what that more meant was that you were a watcher of the sky. So the sort of the top sectors of society were those who were able to really read the sky and be connected to that part of our consciousness. And obviously now I can speak only for myself. I would look up and I would say, I don't really know what I'm looking at. And that really concerned me. And then I managed to go through this a lot of inner work to not only learn about food, but also learn about the sky and uh, try and sort of feel a bit more connected to it in this very alienated world. So Amazing, Ali, because everything working in our body comes from a reaction of our emotions. And when we look at the sky at nature, we are more in touch with ourselves. So the emotion that we feel at the exact moment is moving something within us. So what you said is magical and is so true. But this is exactly, you know, what Francesca, obviously you always talk about, don't you? It's that that connection with the food. And obviously that's what I was saying, you know, from back then when they had the priestesses of medicine and food and, and you know, whether they look to the sky, look to the earth, that mm. was such a higher level of consciousness. And we seem to have kind of almost dumbed out of it. Yes. To, to, to meet convenience and actually now where we are at in 2021 and particularly through the virus we've become this quick instant satisfaction world without mm -hmm. the consciousness that yes. that the most instant fix is actually the stuff that is all natural and so yes. of course you know this is obviously so wonderful for me who is not a chef but just a, a nutritionist and someone who's got such a passion for you know as you can see you know the Egyptian goddess behind me you know the the ancient form of where there was such a level of consciousness for both of you to have that connection with the food from that element and then for me to say well you know there is from a scientific point of view so many people talk about 
oh, well, this and that, but all of the magic that we have today stems from something that was a daily breath back in the past, all the medicine yeah. development, you know, as I was even watching a program and they even have the sketchings of jets from the Egyptian time. So the, the, somehow we have become, there's something that's, that's missed. Yes. And so we now have searched, we, you know, we are almost, people will look at us and say the word holistic and particularly as a personal trainer, I think, you know, if, as you said, you've listened to the podcast before, we speak about this often. They are so quick to say the most natural process become the word holistic. But what is holistic about the facts? You know, this, all these natural ingredients have this uh, effect and all these yes. natural processes and actually eating a whole bunch of E numbers and acids and all of these things does do this to you. There's nothing holistic about that. That's yeah. just science and that's yeah, just fact. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And and of course we've become this world of the, that's so used to the satisfaction happening now that now this is where of course the depression's coming up, the anxiety's coming up, because as we say every episode, depression is yesterday, anxiety is tomorrow. And why is this not a thing, guys? Why do we why is this not it's not why is it looked at like this? Why is well-being such a, why is it not a daily subject? Why is this, why have we made it something that is not reachable like a McDonald's? Because our mind creates our emotion at the same time. And we must know how to change the mindset to believe in good things to make them happen. I think we project the reality of our own thoughts and words. So it's important to believe the power we have in our mind and the power of our emotions. Because if mm -hmm. we start changing our mindset, and so our emotions too, we will project these beautiful emotions in the outside world and everything looks different. No aspect, girls, of, as you, we all know, of our mental life is more important than the quality and the meaning of the existence than our emotions. They are like what make life worth living, if we think about it, of worth ending. So if they are bad emotion, we feel like our life is worth ending. Otherwise, it's the opposite way. So it's important to understand that emotions are what we are made of. Exactly. And often, so, I mean, I can only speak from my own experience, but often if I'm feeling emotions of sadness, emotions of grief, anger, it can really manifest here. And uh, it can feel like a very deep sort of uh, knotting pain. And um, so often, obviously, we'd be taught, okay, well, if your body is in pain, reach for, reach for some um, pharmaceuticals, reach for allopathic medicine, uh, reach for modern sort of, uh, sort of things that can help us. But really, this is just a way to cover the pain and it doesn't really help heal the pain. So what I've started to do uh, more and more is if I ever feel this sort of you know, intense pain in my stomach, I will reach to plant medicine uh, to help me. So let's say I can make a, a chamomile tea um, and chamomile uh, scientifically can reduce inflammation and reduce pain just as quickly as ibuprofen has. As to why we're not mentioning this more and more, it's probably because the pharmaceutical industry has such a hold on our societal norms. But, you know, imagine, go outside, pick some rosemary, pick some lavender, boil that up, drink it. It will literally calm and heal you straight away. And it's just, you know, sometimes the easiest things to people seem so hard to grasp. 
Um, so, you know, we just have to sort of keep having our faith in, in Mother Nature, keep remembering where we're from. And we are made of all of, we're made of all of this, you know, every yeah. single part of this uh, tea that I have here, which is a little mushroom tea with turkey tail and jelly oh. in it, which is large. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is this is part of us. This this makes us who we are, and uh, we have completely. Uh, I'm not supposed to say completely. I, I feel very. Uh, I feel very optimistic about the future because I generally do believe people are starting to really return back to source. Um, but these things help us incredibly and uh, the power that we have in taking control of our emotions even if it means you go outside or you you know purchase some nice tea and you boil that for yourself and you make that that little act in itself that gesture to your body to take time for yourself is so important so, so important it really yes. is and you know we need to be careful because at this rate we're gonna have the big farmer snipers sitting I on know. <laughs> Uh, no. going off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really you know, no, no. France, you'll be in Italy looking behind her back, and we'll be in England. Like, oh no! But it's, yeah. it's so true. Like at the end of the day, it's as you know, there's so many major um healthcare workers who obviously had the same approach as us, and you know, it's it's yes. something that I just don't, you know, and I, I spoke about this often as well in a couple of clubhouse rooms, also, but you know, at, I have a little boy, he's eight, and he's being taught about mindfulness now. They they have, they do yoga as part of the curriculum. Wow. So as you say, you you feel very optimistic about the strength mm-hmm. of generations to come, but it's, it's almost like how we're blurring out racism slowly, you know, ethnicities and life is all blending, but it doesn't mean, you know, we still have so much to change. And this is something that affects doesn't matter what side of the planet you come from and of course I mentioned this in a previous podcast we all have certain bits that our bodies mastered from you know so from you know Irish will be able to handle just through genetics alcohol better than someone from you know a different place or and it's this we all genetically built for different things but this is something that doesn't matter what corner of the planet you come from this is food is food and yeah. Yes. Your well-being, your emotions, your the cerebral brain is the cerebral brain. And we have it's it just seems insane that over time we've been taught this nine to five system. There's even something as complex I saw the other day, and I couldn't believe how right it was. The concept of cleaning our teeth. Now, the general engineering behind a toothbrush came from the 1900s it's been around forever but yet we eat now so many more artificial acids we have so much more exposure and so many more teeth decaying things yet we're still cleaning our teeth with the same toothbrush and we're expecting the same result and it's like little things like that that we're not moving we're doing too much so (laughs) when you refer back to the nine to five life you know we're asking kids to sit and watch you know read books all day and then go out and work nine to five right point paris our emotions have to be continuously moving otherwise we get stuck to the same kind of movements emotions routines so we cannot be stuck in our routines so we can we have to continuously feel in this change and evolve within us 
Yes, and I, I always questioned as a woman why when I was at school I never got taught about the menstrual cycle. This surely is one of the most integral parts of any, any person, to, especially a woman, to understand. Obviously men have their own little cycles going on as well. Let's not forget about them. But for females, for females, you know, it's a very challenging time. I, um, I started recently mapping my uh, menstrual cycle and trying to figure out where my emotions sit according to my cycle. Um, obviously every woman hates being told uh, by by anyone oh you're on your period oh, you know, it's a thing it is so a thing yeah complete but it is a thing. Say, do you not realize that you know I you know firstly we have to remember that the females carry an ancestral lineage through their system right through their mm-hmm. ovarian system think about it when your grandmother had your mother when she produced when she started to you know have her child growing within her the eggs which then created you or myself were already in her so you within one body you have essentially three females okay and then within the within that grandmother she has her mother and her grandmother so we have this incredible lineage uh, that li- that line runs down us and we, we sort of just disconnect from this we disconnect from mm-hmm. our blood we disconnect from our menstrual cycle and in doing so I really do believe we're disconnecting from our ancestors from our mothers and we're not even being taught yeah. to love the pain accept the pain I, I went to a doctor when I was very young and I said I can't handle this pain and they said okay we'll take this right if yeah. I had known that what I was doing was then sort of falsifying my brain into believing I was pregnant imagine and I was on the contraceptive pill for I think a decade me too and I look back on that and I I I, when I first sort of realized when the penny dropped I I did find it very emotionally uh difficult to kind of comprehend that I'd done this to myself done this to my body I was questioning how my mental well-being had been affected how my physical body had grown and how had it really developed in a way that it should have done because when we have these sort of up and down of these hormones and these cycles in our body that's when the, the body the female body really heals so when we have these spikes of hormones it yes. helps to generate our bone marrow. It helps to uh, generate our cells. And then when we're sort of keeping up our hormones at the sort of homeostasis, who yeah. are we? What's happening then? Yeah. Yes, totally agree. In fact, the knowledge of our emotions come, come from our experiences. That's mm-hmm. a very good point. And, and you from, say that every week. Yeah. <laughs> every week we say that because it is yeah. so important to understand, not only from our experiences, but also in this case from our past, from different cultures that we are knowledge. So it's important always to understand that emotions are really personal and so cannot be acknowledged by everyone we can feel them that's why i believe it's also important to let them out in front of people that are truly able to understand to, to feel them not necessarily understand them because as we said they're very personal but uh, this is so important emotions are the world within us and we cannot expect people to understand them so under the interpersonal level aspect is also um, important to understand that uh, most of the times we project our emotions on the others while actually we are just looking at our emotions like in a mirror so what's important is also understanding our emotions acknowledging them being conscious of our emotions, not projecting them on the others, because then 
we create problems between relationships. So it's important to understand this. So true. And I think actually this has actually been, now this could be a very controversial moment, but let's do it. So, you know, it's like a warning, trigger warning. But I feel partly with the feminism movement, this is an error that's been made. Feminism has, has the power and the want for women to have power is forgetting about the way we are naturally built to be emotional. And we had seen too much as being emotional as a lack of power rather than a superpower because our intuition and our emotion, how emotional we can get women trying to delete that from yourself. You are denying your natural women state. You know, I always say we can run with wolves, but we are pussycats that run with wolves. Sorry. <laughs> we are pussycats that run with wolves. And so we are not built. We can, you know, the wolves being the men, we can run the same path, but yeah. a pussycat running with a wolf, it's going to do a little differently. We'll climb a tree. We'll do, we'll, we have that. There's a, another sense that comes with a woman. So often me, I've been in a very male dominant career all my life. And often people will come to me and say, oh, you're a strong, powerful woman. I'm like, but I love baking and I love raising for raising my son don't get it twisted like it's not because I've become I'm a very strong powerful woman in that sense it doesn't mean I'm any less of a woman like I love being in the kitchen I love tending to my other half that doesn't delete my power of woman and I think we this modern world we we, we're not teaching that the two can run and of course I'm not saying so like obviously at the moment the big the big show Bridgerton and it's showing the little things like her mother not explaining sex to her, not talking about the menstrual cycle enough. They, you know, they call it their courses and all they know, their whole existence is being a wife. Now we have come a long way. <laughs> that, that is no longer our existence anymore. But I do feel like, as you say, there's our grandmother and our great grandmother. There's a certain lineage still in us that comes from that time. And I don't think that's something it can be ignored and part of our well-being is understanding all these elements as women so I particularly you know I have polycystic ovaries and my connection when I'm due on I go ravenous with food and that was the biggest thing to try and combat because of course as our hormones are fluctuating oh no yep it's just like yourself you track it and you say we're a week we're a week away and the body's going Give me ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ready yeah. But, but let's remember, Paris, that emotional reaction is never logical. It's biological. So we cannot okay. give logic all the time to our emotions. They're no. just natural kind and we have to accept them how they are. And I think too many people aren't saying that's okay enough. And so let yeah. us be the people to let you know that it is okay. It is okay to be an emotional wreck. Oh, the amount of times I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm sensitive. <laughs> Sorry, I know me, but I'm also not going to change how I respond to things. Yeah. Like... <laughs> You know, I mean, one thing that I learned, sorry to sort of interject it, mm. is I found this so fascinating that when the when the human body is stressed, um, our blood vessels actually thin, mm. and they can uh, sort of blood isn't circulating properly. We have this sort of very bizarre um, physical response to our stress. As soon as we cry, the blood vessels start to open up. Our blood starts to circulate properly. As soon as we have a hug. A real hug the same thing happens we start to heal 
just through tapping into our emotions, allowing them to come to the surface. Stop trying to stifle them and put them down. Remember that we are social creatures. We're not supposed to be isolated. We're not supposed to be on our own. We're supposed to be essentially in a tribe, right? Well, especially women, when they would menstruate together, we always talk about menstruation because it is for women very much part of of our emotional cycle. Um, if If a woman didn't menstruate at the same time as their fellow tribeswomen, they were told to meditate in front of the moon, tap into themselves because there's a blockage, something is blocking you. So the women would help one another. They would brush each other's hair. They would give each other massages. It's just, you know, there's, there's this whole sort of holistic healing, which our ancestors would go through. And now we're expected to just handle it on our own. And that's not, that's not going to help us. It's just going to continue to manifest in the physical body. Potentially, you know, it could be it could be a huge reason as to why cancer is surging in the way that it is. It's because we're, we're really not healing. We're not allowing ourselves to heal. We're not, we're not focusing on our body and we're not, we're not putting our hand up and say, I'm not okay. I'm really not okay. And I need help. Yes. To, to acknowledge the fact that we need help, I believe is really important, but we cannot avoid sufferings. We cannot avoid fears, doubts. I believe the most important is to acknowledge them because uh, any bad emotion can be transformed as it's coming from our brain. And at the same time, everything that uh, creates hunger can also create the thrive. Imagine, let's imagine all the poets, they have been suffering a lot uh, during their whole life, but that's when the poems were coming out. So if we are able to see and to change the perspective of every emotion, since we can use our brain to control them, not to suppress them, let's remember, it's important to transform our emotions in positive emotions, yes. even if they start being bad. Yeah. And one of the, the best sort of techniques I use on myself is when I'm feeling very, very low, I remind myself of those times when I felt, uh, when I felt very sort of good and I felt fantastic and I felt like I was on the right path. And then any time when I am back into that into that mindset where I feel fantastic and I feel very much present with myself. I remind myself, okay, Eleanor, you might and you will eventually fall back into a situation where you're not going to feel happy again. But you just have to accept that life is like life is like a tide. It's going to come up, it's going to come down. But as you said, in, in those dark moments, especially those who are creative, the musicians say their best songs were written when they were heartbroken. <laughs> you know? Completely. completely. <laughs> great creativity to come out of it. Yes, it's so true. And if you think about it, all the scientists, they've been criticizing emotion as they discourage you know, tidy to rising, while all the artists, like they super, they are super believers in emotions because it's there, that's where it comes, their creativity. So we have to acknowledge emotions uh, fully to truly understand the importance they have. And of course they create confusion to logical processes, but what's logical? The beauty is not logical. I mean, we have to understand that nothing can be proved and not everything can be proved scientifically. And our emotional intelligence is so important, like you said, Ellie, for our creativity, for example. Yes. I mean, scientists are still uh, struggling to try and understand exactly where the emotions um, an emotional response comes from in our brain, you know, all we know is that it's a, a, a sort of um, area of grey matter uh, in the limbic system. Uh, we have something called the hypothalamus, which is uh, the, the sort of um, system which controls controls the emotional responses but and the hormone responses, but 
we don't we don't really know much more about it and it's it's always going to be a sort of question uh, that we're going to be asking but all we can really do is just make sure that we're tapping into it and and not trying to not trying to put it behind us i think yes. also we we have a whole immune system the parasympathetic immune system which is actually responding to stress and mm-hmm. it's our actual immune system that is actually built to heal us as well beyond our actual immune system so it's something that you know that there's fibromyalgia which is something that they have no real they can they can help help maintain the pain but i have a couple of friends with it and a lot of time um ladies get it towards the age of 50 60 and they just refer to it as pain and sluggishness and tiredness and it happens to be the less stressed the women are when they have fibromyalgia the better they feel now consequently the more we get them to exercise the less they feel now of course this goes back to last week's episode when we're talking about all the hormones and the and the fluids that come out of us you know through exercise through the emotions we have you know the oxytocin you know all of these different kind of uh fluids that are built in our body to work this system better and so we actually have the answer within us and again you know whatever the agenda it's just not something that's pushed today so I think our biggest takeaway from today would definitely be to understand that take away the thought of holistic and understand that actually it may be a lot more simpler you know it's it's all about prevention not cure Mm -hmm. so your well-being is your health you know they they say health and well-being or you know as we are wellness and health it's all the same same thing and I think too many people are out here to say well you know I'll take that medicine do you really think that medicine isn't going to have any knockoff effect there's so many things that that applies to and it's just how you know we're here to speak candidly but how do you combat that you know you combat that through health through understanding of course there are there are certain boosts you know probiotics but do your research understand why you take that probiotics but before you even get to the probiotics understand what diet before you get to the probiotics you need to eat and i used to be on and off medication then i realized actually i've got to drink a certain amount of water a day of course naturally gave me very nice skin at the same time <laughs> but by <laughs> drinking a certain amount of water and then adding the probiotic and i only i, I now only have it when it gets bad and purely it will get bad because i haven't drank enough water and so that's the proof of emotions coming from the experience we go through our daily life exactly. so people try to fulfill yourself with good emotions good experiences because that's the knowledge of emotions that's when your emotions will change from negative to positive we our brain our attitude changes our our choices so it's important to fulfill yourself with good emotions good experiences that uh, will make your future better And just the just the sort of healing um, of going for a walk, even if it's the last thing that you want to do, you just have to put that coat on and get out there. Just get out there, listen to a beautiful song, 
Um, I love George Michael. I'm a bit of a weirdo yeah. at the moment, but you know, yeah, she's Being just like, I don't know what <laughs> happened. Like in the last probably six months, George Michael is singing into my soul. And it has been, you know, it's just been amazing. He's a fellow Cancerian, by the way, Paris. Um, yeah, I know it makes him love him even more. But yeah, so, you know, all these, all these sorts of little things can really help us, but definitely exercise, going for a walk, getting some scope, because our, 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 our human minds, we're inside these four walls. This isn't obviously how we're naturally supposed to be. We're supposed to see along the horizon. We're supposed to see this beautiful blanket of stars. And we just, we're looking up, we've got these four walls. No wonder why we're sort of feeling disconnected from, from, from the goings on of the universe, really. <laughs> Michael is a religion, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> Michael is life, you know. You've got to have faith. You know, what doesn't heal everything? I even have a, I have a George Michael tattoo, but that's oh. another day. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, there you go. Sorry, Francesca, what were you saying? It's incredible. In fact, when we are in nature, when we listen to the music that we love, that we don't mm. feel alone anymore, because uh, we are, we we feel like uh, someone is feeling us, not necessarily understanding right. us, because the music cannot understand our problems. Right. Nature cannot understand our problems, but they can feel us because we have a connection with this subject in question. So exactly. it's important to go through this emotional well-being to understand mm. the importance of us in need to be felt not necessarily being understood yes so good connections can be with music nature with people who love us anything that is creating this beautiful connection is about to emotional well-being yes and i mean sorry that's no, sorry carrying any carrying so, um just another sort of interesting a science experiment that I was reading about, um, they they took a plant and uh, they had two sort of stimuli. They had sunlight on one and they had a human on the other. And the human was telling the plant that it loved them. It was giving it good vibes. It was playing it nicely. It was doing all these things. And then you have the very creation of everything, the sun, on the opposing, opposing hand. The plant grew towards the love which is just the most fascinating thing. Exactly. So it's literally even to the point where all of, all of these sentient plants, anything, is literally being pulled towards that love, being to, pulled towards that positive energy, that positive mm -hmm. vibration. It, it's living within everything. And when you go for a walk, sometimes I think, oh, I, you know, maybe that bird sort of knows that I'm in an upset mood and it's coming over and oh, maybe am I going a bit crazy? Could this really be, you know, happening? But, you know, the, the older I get, the more experienced I'm like, no, it definitely knows I'm having a bad day and it's here to it cheer does. me up. It does. <laughs> and I think the thing is, I say this, you know, and Francesca, I showed Francesca my cat the other day. I've got the most gorgeous, fluffy little cat. And even, with, okay, I could probably use a better example, have a natural child, natural human, but it's everything feels love and I think that is the strongest power it doesn't matter where we're at and actually it's, it's great because what you were saying actually lead to what I was going to say before anyway I think we are and we said we had this conversation when we did uh, I think it was episode two know your worth but yeah. in our well-being we don't demand enough and I think we are taught to be too accepting of everything mm -hmm. and you know, when we are younger, we are shown the princess and the story. Now, of course, we find partners and we've become that when people are just nice people, like that's enough. And 
I'm here to tell if anyone is in a, <laughs> we're all here to tell if anyone's in a toxic relationship, being a nice person is not enough to spend the rest of your life with somebody. Yes. That's the bare minimum. But what you would see is the level of love and the love language you share. How toxic yeah. does it become? How do you feel? Do you feel loved every single day of your life? And I think that is so important. You know, you, you see people, oh, yes, well, they're a nice person. But do they make you feel loved? Do they sing you love every single day of your life? And some people say Paris, that's a very idealistic way of love. But I'm sorry, love is a language. And too often now are we told, you know, ah, well, they stayed. No, we don't want to. We don't want to be just a choice, you know, but I believe, sorry for interrupting you because mm -hmm. you know how much I love this subject of love. Right. Sometimes we also project our doubts and fears in the other person. Into so the how can we truly really recognize this? Sometimes we don't feel loved, but we are just protect, projecting our fear into yeah. the other person. So that's the most difficult part of our relationship, I would say, because love is the universal language. Love can be there, but emotions, when they're bad, that's why we have to be very careful we tend to project them. So what would you say about this, Paris? Well, I think it's knowing yourself enough. And that is, again, you know, of course, when you're, when you're suffering from anxiety, depression, that is the last superpower you're going to have is understanding that you are enough. And that's where affirmations are really important to start your day. You know, you look and you say, I am enough and everything I do is going to be good enough today because that's where I'm at today. Tomorrow you will be in a totally different place. But I think when you look at your relationships regardless of your fears you know for me all the time we can doubt our situations you know we have a relationship with complications but bottom line is you as long as you are doing your best and maybe for some people that may not be enough for them yeah, but, yeah. love can cure any problem in fact. exactly exactly and i yeah. think that's the most and understand at that point if you know you have done everything you spoke love to them every day exactly. you have done enough understand they weren't the one for you like that's exactly. as simple as it gets there is no um what's the word i'm looking for you know you 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 take you know you balance you take one with the old mm -hmm. oh well they're not this but they're not that no like i'm not saying of course be single until that person you know test out find out again we're creatures of love you know yeah. you know there's the even joke about the hoe phase in women <laughs> you know when they're younger oh yes you know i had the phase of you know and it's so sad that we connect our most highest sexual moment in our in our womanness to that where you know it's it's that's the most self-love moment often you know yeah. you know you are good yeah. you know you are fine and you're just gonna but scrap that as you become older there's a little person that a little bit of that person that needs to exist and so you say yeah. do you not know, actually love and I think it's so important there's this thing going around the internet and I think it's so powerful that when you're in a relationship and you're talking to somebody you say do you want to resolve or do you want comfort you know yes, often, I like they, this yeah. yeah, you've seen it and it's quite popular right That's now. The love and language. And I love that you're mentioning the love language. Um, because yeah. obviously, I think so much of the problem with relationships is we can start to doubt ourselves and feel insecure with our own emotion and with our own anxiety. But really, we Maybe. need a partner and we deserve a partner who can listen to what we have to say, 
and not come from a place of judgment and generally want to help the other. Because often our insecurities are just a fragment of our imagination. So often we, we get these sorts of paranoia, uh, paranoia and these thoughts which aren't really validated at all. And as soon as you speak to the other partner and they can comfort you and uh, you know make you feel like you can safely confine in them, that's when the love language is, is really fluid and really respectful. And this is when you just continue to grow together, continue to love. And as so long as you know that you're always going to be listening to someone's hardship without judgment and just coming from a pure place of love, then yeah. that, other, that other person's emotions are being met. And that's the most beautiful sort of relationship that we could have. So. It's a two-way two -way relationship for sure. And it's important to understand these uh, boundaries because of course we want to be listened as we have to listen the other one in front of us. But it's mm -hmm. important also to deal with our problems alone sometimes because otherwise we tend to project these emotions on the others. Right. And, uh, it's important to be, in my opinion, of course, uh, being free-spirited while being deep at the same time. Very so it's true. important to have this boundary that makes two individuals independent, not necessarily finding happiness in the other person, right. because uh, two people can be happy truly together when they're happy within themselves. And that has, proved, has been proved in many you know, love books and uh, in many stories. So it's it, it's really important to be able, yes, to find someone that you can feel our emotions, but it, the most important is that we acknowledge them within us, I believe. And that's it, exactly. There's a point where it's self-work and and you, you hit the nail on the head there. It's not the other person's job to love you more than you love yourself. But what right. it is also, there is an element of humanity. We're human. Mm -hmm. We will have cracks. That self-work sometimes can only take us so far. You could have meditated today and then someone could have called you and totally ruined your day and, and all throws <laughs> and up. If the, girls, if the emotion is the energy that moves us, imagine what we can project on the others too. So, yeah. so if, if the emotion is the energy, let's imagine it, that moves us. Imagine the emotion to give to the others, how much they can move them too. Also in a bad way. So we are so powerful. If we understand our power, we will understand the power and the fact that we have on the others too. Exactly. And that's exactly it. It's understanding that point that you are doing enough self-love and enough work on yourself to be in this position where now you can, you know, I've always said the most probably annoying thing, particularly coming out of a relationship as well, is it's when you're vulnerable, the vulnerability that comes with love and you get so angry. And it's not that, um, it didn't work most of the time, particularly with myself. It's the, oh, the time I've wasted and the mm, how much you gave them. And a lot of the time, yes. that's the pain. When you end the relationship, you think of what was and you think of how invested you were and how vulnerable you were to them. But And a lot of people go, I'm never doing like that again. Do not do that. Like, I think every person you meet has a different uh, science, magical makeup you know they have a different love language and I think that's so important for your own well-being understand their love language first make them a friend understand how far counting's boundaries go do we need boundaries how far and you'll start to learn what makes them tick and you'll understand how you can be loved even better and they will eventually love you better than their self because now they love you without the anxiety that you have in yourself and that mm -hmm. is such an art form that I think really just takes, you know, you see people, okay. And it's, it's crazy because of course in religion, we're told before you give part of your soul sexually to marry, you know, you, you have to be married first. Mm 
And mm-hmm. actually now you really think about it, there is a slight art to that. Like if you actually spend the time knowing somebody, and I think you actually spoke about it very early on, Francesca talking about the carnal love and when we had spiritual love, you know, you, you understand the spirituality in love and understand it. Eventually you'll learn some pretty toxic ways quite quickly if you take out the physical element of a relationship because uh, of course, yeah. like you know all things it dies and the one thing that is last is what you've got here and you need to make the way fun. we deal with our emotions is the tricky part and it's so important because that's when we see the results coming out so the experience that's why we say always as being parents it's important to feel our children to feel them and to understand them because the way we deal with our emotions come from our experience Mm. And obviously when a, when a mother is pregnant with a child, um, if they're under stress, um, it affects the, the, the sort of child within them. So we, we have to really think about, uh, we have to think about these things in such a sort of physical way as much as, in a, as, a, as a sort of mental way, because um, it, it can have catastrophic effects. Well, it is. It's definitely a thing. You know, but every stress we feel, the baby feels. And yeah. so often... It's so true, this. You yes, know, we project our emotions in an incredible way. And also listen to your intuition. Sometimes I find myself um, with a sort of new partner or something like this, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm not quite sure that we're going to, you know, be completely aligned, especially with my emotional needs. Um, mm. And I sort of continue it, um, and, I, and I sort of question why, um, what am I striving for? Because surely mm. if I knew within the, first, with the onset, um, so often, especially with the ego comes into play, we can continue with something, continue, continue, because we think, oh, well, maybe if I do this, or maybe if this happens, then, then we'll eventually sort of, you know, become even more compatible. You just have to sort of listen to intuition from the very beginning. And as you said, you know, um, you emotional know, intelligence, yes. Yes. And essentially, essentially, let's be honest, sex makes things confusing. It sure does. It does. It can really confuse with our emotions and we're not entirely sure um, if it is love that we feel or lust that we feel. Mm -hmm. And it's a spiritual exchange as well. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that probably, Francis, we, you know, obviously, you know, all of us can cover is the concept of sacred sex, you know, and that's, I think, very important that understand that actually, you know, you spend that time to know each other before you even jump into that position of, of, that physicality mm-hmm. and that is it's just a different kind of energy that today and as women I don't we're not taught to understand the power you know there is a sensuality in a woman that doesn't exist in any other being and I think we're not taught enough to understand its superpower we're not taught the strength of it you know you saw back in the day in ancient history the witches were seducers, you know, all the, the, Mm -hmm. the seducer, oh dear, you know, they had this like magical, uh, demonization when actually, again, that's part of the magic, but we lose ourselves in that physical relationship. And as you say, it's, you're missing the deeper element, you know, Mm -hmm. investigating the nature of self-knowledge. In fact, it's part of the emotional world. And this, uh, there is no rush. There is so much time to learn about ourselves, but it's important to do it consciously and to truly go deep into it. Mm. And obviously, we, you know, I'm just going to slightly change the subject here, but um, one thing which is so important to uh, tap into the emotions is the breath. Um, yeah. 
is that sort of light source, that giving energy. Um, we, mm-hmm. we, we disconnect from that totally. I, I never really realized the power of the breath um, until I started to uh, you know, practice, practice different techniques um, or even yoga, um, things like this. It would just give me so much power that I didn't even realize that I had. And um, Because you become conscious. Yes, yes. And, you know, let's say, let's say, for example, you have a pain somewhere in your body maybe even in your mind, you have a sort of pain in your brain. Breathe you can yourself. and use the, yes, use the consciousness of your body to tap into that area of your, of your physical body that's causing you pain. Use the breath and it will 100% work because I've seen it myself and um, you know, we, are all, uh, we are capable of incredible healing, um, especially, especially with our hands. You know, we, can, we can do so much with these hands. I mean, my goodness, if you just think about, let's make my hands hot, make my hands hot, they will become hot. We have the most incredible power within us. We, we've lost sight of it slightly. Um, you know, some people laugh at the, the concept of Reiki, uh, but we have to remember that, you know, Jesus would heal without touch. What do we think he was doing? Right. Right? Exactly. This is the proof of us being made of energy. If we have so much power with our hands, if we can heal ourselves, that's because we are made of energy and we can transform our energy ourselves. It's so true. And, you know, it's crazy because obviously this is what Francesca was saying the other week about, you know, breath work being so important. And this is something that, you know, it just reminds you what we were saying, all the tools we have within us, you know, between... The, you know the different nervous systems we have for different things the ability to heal with breath we understand that actually our well-being is a self-science and that it's going to come from very little it doesn't come from external sources our yeah. well-being comes from internal sources and there are guides exactly yeah. and there are guys like us who are here to remind you and here to guide you into yourself of what your emotional well-being is yes and it's very personal we cannot really say that the emotional language it's universal of course as it is love because it is so personal so i would say that it cannot be recognized but it can be felt definitely definitely and also i just want to sort of touch upon the emotion of anger because so often we're told that being angry um, is not a good thing. Uh, raising raising your voice, you know, showing that you're angry physically. I, I was um, I was watching a little sort of snippet of uh, some children in a school in Northern Ireland um, back in the 50s, and this little kid, I mean, he was tiny, and somebody asked him, "What is anger to you? What do you feel when you're angry?" And he says, "Well, you know, I just kind of want to stab him in the back." You know, this is a little kid and and he was just being completely transparent, completely open. Um, But he was, you know, he knew that he was never obviously going to do these things. But it's Mm -hmm. just the it's just this sort of acceptance that we are animals, essentially. And we do have this aggression within us. We do have this anger within us. We have to be also be aware of the negative emotions, but not necessarily view them as negative. View them as necessary in order to understand when we really feel like we're not being listened to, when we really feel hard done by, when we really might feel um, saddened by someone, either our own actions, someone else's actions, something happening externally to us. Yes. We have to also accept this because um, aggression, anger, um, all of these emotions are so valid and that you're, you're allowed yes. to feel this way. My Amen. goodness. And if someone is yes. going to tell you that you can't do this, That's so yes. 
it's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you know, like, can we not, can we not be fired? Can we not be hurricanes? Yeah. Because right. after that, it's calm. That's why in these cases, we must have our mind open because with being wide open helps to re- truly understand emotions. Mm. You know, but yes, mm. being open is part of the well, the emotional well-being, I would say. It's so true. Say. And, you know, obviously it's that thing we've, we've actually touched on, you know, often is, is how the realm of toxic positivity, you know, they, they try and tell you that we are this constantly healthy being. And we're like, no, mm. anger is an emotion you know often yeah. you see people oh, I'm so angry I'm so depressed feel that give it the day and remember tomorrow's a new day and I think it's yes. that understanding that feel that emotion because it's yin and yang you know the darkness in the light the light in the dark it's all we don't understand what blessings are until we understand what failure is until we understand what yeah. darkness is yeah. this is part of your process and part of the the health of your well-being is knowing that this is going to happen too. And, and understanding that if you're angry, if this made you angry, accept that it made you angry and that's okay. Yes, acceptance, not neglecting them, but accepting them. So important to remember. I think that's an amazing place to wrap up. Ali, please uh, tell us if you want to say anything else about the emotional world because uh, we're super happy to introduce you to our wellness and wonder. And uh, I mean, I just want to, yeah, just... Um to have more faith in yourself, to realize that every, you know, any of these healers, anyone out there, um, they are literally us, they are brothers and sisters. So um, often we can, uh, we can reach outside ourselves uh, for things to help us that, you know, really, as you said, I'm just gonna sort of reaffirm that the, the healing is within ourselves 100%, um, and realizing that we are these very powerful sentient beings, um, we'll, we'll do nothing but sort of continue to feed us with with the good sorts of emotions and, and lead us onto, onto a very good path. Amazing. What I would say last is uh, we must accept our emotions and go through them and uh, accepting them is uh, really magical. Why? Because we are made of emotions. If we suppress emotions, we suppress our, our being. And uh, if we really are looking toward happiness and love and magic, we cannot avoid the reality of our emotional world. It's really important to go through it, accepting it and find people and positive energies that are able to accept it. And it's also important not to get ill. So find happiness, accepting emotions, diving into the emotional world. Exactly. Find your peace. Stay there. Thank you so much, Ellie, for joining us on Wellness and Wonder. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with such a beautiful soul, sharing the most powerful uh, conversation. You know, it's... It's absolutely stunning. So thank you so much for being here with us. We love you and we look forward to uh, doing this again. Anyone would like some sort of um, inner guidance, um, understanding on plant medicines, uh, understanding on food, emotional well-being, do get in touch with me um, and obviously everyone else. Um, I would be so happy to help. And helping others helps yourself too. So and you are an expert in vegan food and plants. So if people are not really used to this field of um, different new new food, that of course is difficult you know, to know about vegan because sometimes people don't know how to cook it, how to prepare it. You are an expert. And so please get in touch with Ali. She's really <laughs> good at it. I've been looking at her recipes and I truly love them. Thank you. Yeah.
beautiful. Remember, you can tune into us on Amazon, Spotify, iTunes. We are slowly filtering the internet. And of course, you can watch us live on YouTube. So for those listening to us just on audio, be sure to go check out the YouTube and vice versa. And see our faces. (laughs) Girls, I'm sure that our body language today was full of emotions, as of course, it is a way of as emotions come out from our body, it's nice to also look at yeah. the body language of people, to understand the emotions of people. Exactly. Keep the heart open as well. Yeah. Remember, always keep the heart open to the sky. Yeah. Helps. Always, Completely. yes. And remember, we're here. This is a very open platform. <laughs> we're here to discuss anything. As you know, we discuss everything extremely candidly. There is no, no pretense, no ego. We're just three women, two women who we are here to say it as it is and say it in the in the realm of wellness the world of wonder and hopefully something that you can take away from today so thank you so much again thank you early for joining us and we will be back next week potentially with aunt lotha but we will let you know another time thank you yes uh, so exciting